0: Hello, J Train Podcast listeners. I just have a brief announcement before we start. My shows this weekend in Long Island have been rescheduled for January. If you bought tickets, you can get a full refund by calling the club. It's Governor's Comedy Club, 516 731 3358. Let me say it again 516 731 3358. Call them. You can get a refund, no questions asked. If you want to come to the new date in January, your tickets will be transferred. So either or, whatever you want to do, I really appreciate you, and I hope you can make it to those shows in Long Island. Uh, I'm excited to come to the club, but with COVID and state laws, we just had to reschedule. Otherwise, I am going to be in Nashville this weekend. Yep, things happen fast. I got booked up in Nashville. I'm going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Socially distanced, half capacity, 50% capacity. If you want to come, I'd love to have you. I have... I think I'm pretty confident I have all new material from the last time I was there. I'm going to make sure I don't repeat any of the jokes that I've said there. It's going to be a fun show. I'll be talking a lot about COVID and the related issues going on today. So it's going to be fun in the way that I do. If you enjoy this podcast, I'm sure you'll enjoy the show. So I will be in Nashville this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five shows, socially distance, bring your crew Jaredfree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFried.com. long island i'm sorry i'll be back in january so those shows have been moved to january if you want a full refund call the club governor's comedy club here's the number again 516-731-3358 thank you guys for hanging with me i know these are weird times and i know you're just trying to get out of the house and so am i so i hope you guys can come to the show again i have other shows coming up raleigh philly Dallas. Those are happening. Jaredfree.com. Enjoy today's episode. Boom. And welcome to the J Train Podcast. This J Train, Jared Fried Coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'll say it one more time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. You listen to the show. You enjoy the show. You check out our guests. You follow them. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Make your Instagram story. Do it for me. Do Come on. Come on. Come on. Make it your Instagram story. Tag a bitch. Tag one person. And listen, I'm putting out videos. I'm putting out videos all over this great nation. I'm putting them on Instagram. And if you're a listener of the podcast and it's the email that you enjoyed the most, go tag someone in that video. That's a great, easy way. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it... I'm trying to give you soft bounce passes on your way to the hoop for you to dunk. That's I am doing the work. So I need a little out of you. Cause I'm thanking you. I already thanked you. I'm dying. Yeah, I think thanking. what
1: you're saying is
0: you're a hole in the team.
1: All right? That's right. Get involved.
0: Yeah, I need a little more. That's right. And our guest, I'm very excited. I'm gonna bring her right in because I, I listen, it's her first time on the show. She, she's a, a fantastic comic, Netflix, Comedy Central, go, go everywhere, so funny, Rachel Feinstein, thank you for coming on. Oh shit, I'm ready there to it get is. nasty. I love it. Welcome to the okay. show, Rachel. I, listen, we're going to get nasty with some of these emails and some of this advice. Thank you for coming on, it's so good to see you, and, and uh, uh, a new mother. That's right, as a mother, and I start uh, all
1: my sentences that way. How do
0: you feel? How do you feel being a new mom? What 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 could you tell the listeners out there? You had a kid during the pandemic.
1: I did, and there are some weird perks to that. Nobody mentions the perks of uh, of of a baby in corona because there are no commercials, you know, for COVID birth. They're not like have a COVID birth. (laughs) No one wanted visitors. All you have to say is sorry. We're trying not to kill her, but there are there are some perks because there's no fear of missing out, you know, and. so that's good. I was really afraid um, of becoming a mother because for a couple reasons, I was like, what if I don't connect to her, you know, because I'm a comic and I'm like an overshare. I was like, if, if I don't, like, feel close to my baby, I'll tell everyone, like, I'll be, like, at a barbecue and have, like, one vodka tonic and be like, isn't it weird that I don't love her?
0: (laughs) And then someone would have to go along with that and then go to someone else be like, we have to call child services now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like,
1: I'm going to tell everybody that I don't love her. If I don't love her, I won't be able to keep it inside. And um, that was my worst fear. Uh, But thank God I do love her, which makes me a hero.
0: What uh, was, uh, well, well, when you you say I do love her, was there a moment, like I I understand like the, you're you're not sure what this is going to be, do you, the minute it's put in your arms, are you like, wow, a feeling I've never felt, or like, I'm happy, I feel like, uh, I'm happy I feel this way, what was was the moment? nobody
1: tells you about the entertaining parts, like I only focused on all the, the parts that I was like fearing that I'd be exhausted and stuff, and I think, but I immediately just thought everything she does is like interesting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you also get exhausted. And like when I leave, people were like, "Oh, you're gonna, it's gonna be so hard to go out." And I'm like, "No, no, it's it's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, <You know>, it's, <laughs> it's the shit. I, yeah, there's yeah. no better feeling than just sweeping down the elevator and being like, I'm fucking free. <laughs> you deal with her." Um, yeah. so it's like, it is exhausting but she's just it's crazy you made a human it's entertaining we like entertainment we're comics she does stuff she does these little dances with her hands and I'm like I could watch that all day I, I love true crime and that's like better than a serial killer talk the little hand yep. dances she does because it's always it's your kid so it's all sort of strangely compelling
0: well it, it's new to you first of all and also yeah. it's you created it it's gotta be a mind fuck to be like That is me a little bit. It's very weird.
1: And you know what I thought? My other fear was that I thought it would, like, change me. And I was like, you know, whenever I see, like, moms on Instagram, they always have, like, IG headings, like, boxed wine is my juice box. And I was like, oh, God, what if I, like, have – why do I have to have the sense of humor of, like, a weather girl from Ohio just because I have a baby? (laughs) So that was my fear. Uh, And I hate parks, I was like, you know, I always assume whenever I see a woman pushing a swing that she needs to be rescued or so. Like, there's such (laughs) a sad kind of lobotomized activity.
0: She Um, should be in a uh, depression medication commercial.
1: Exactly. They always. It's a very sad activity, pushing a swing. There's like a real dead-eyed kind of looking
0: off, looking off into the distance, thinking of better days. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I don't suddenly like hate and like love parks. And I don't make uh, a lot of wine jokes. A lot of fun loving wine wine (laughs) jokes. but she's very cute and I like her. I yeah. love her. We're cool. But I didn't suddenly become like, I was afraid I was going to, yeah, just start you talking
0: about like that. You didn't start calling yourself the or a Mama Jer and start bear. Mama Bear, or, you know, you didn't start doing the. Well, as the mother community, like like you made the joke wow. in the beginning, just like I, I say as a mother, like there it no, is. I never talk like that. I'm a
1: disgusting pig. First of all, I couldn't even <laughs> be behind myself. Look, all my vitamins are behind me. Like I'm a no. I'm not okay. She should not believe in me as a mother. Yeah, well, an animal. I can't fold a fitted sheet. I feel like mothers like intrinsically know when pasta is done. I never know when pasta is done. I have to run it to somebody and have them taste it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I'm going to call the child services right now to take her, take yeah. her away. I don't I don't know if you I I I do think it's interesting that like the the idea people think Instagram versus reality only exists oh, yeah. in one phase of life. No, no, no. This is forever. We're going to see the oh, mom yeah. we hate. We're going to see the grandma we hate. We're going to see We're going to see a funeral done really well and we're going to be like, "Fuck their funeral." Like it's it, it, this isn't just a wedding that we're looking at every day.
1: No, I'm key. All I do is lie. This is a lie. I mean, I just put like some weird light on myself. Like everything I'm doing is an active lie. But I, I like the great thing about having a baby is also that you can put her in little like run DNC onesies and stuff. So people sure. don't focus on those perks as well. I, just I put mean, her Knicks onesie. I mean, come on. Have yeah, you held you. <laughs> we
0: came on to Zoom and you held up the Knicks onesie, the baby, a little baby in a Nick's onesie. And I was like, ok, I, I I'm I'm I, there's nothing else to talk about. We have to talk about the baby, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> it is the great distraction.
1: It's true. Yes, and it's a good excuse uh, for running late. Yeah, there's a lot of perks to it,
0: so listen, I want everyone to go follow Rachel. She's fantastic. She's hilarious. I love watching you on stage. Um, it's gonna be all over my social media uh, at Rachel Feinstein underscore go on Instagram at Rachel Feinstein underscore. She's got shows coming up. How have you been doing? What, you know, this is kind of the normal question with quarantine. Uh, the baby's, I guess a nice distraction. Like I moved in with my girlfriend and it was just nice to be distracted by a move in. So like, I would assume the baby kind of offers that too.
1: It's good timing. Yeah. Because you know, there's no fear of missing out because everybody else is like weirdly slowed down too. And my husband's a fireman, which is really great time. For that, yeah. it's fun to be married right to a first responder. It's been really fun right now so,
0: as I have a baby. Does he get or, called out? Like, is there COVID-related things that a firefighter would get called out for?
1: Yes. He got injured in a fire. He got his shoulder injured in a fire. So he's been on, like, really, days, but he's about to go back. Yeah. He's fine, though. I want to punch him in the shoulder. I mean, he has a shoulder injury <laughs> that's bad enough that he can't go to work. But I'm like, good. I want to keep punching him.
0: Sure. <laughs> keep you in the house. I need I need help with this baby.
1: Yeah, but he's got he like they have a they put on this heavy bunker gear and they can't if they have like a an injury like that, they have PT until they're completely good because they don't want to have them out for a longer stretch. You know,
0: I, I get that. Well, they're at, at a certain point. They're athletes like they got to be able yeah. to run the stairs. They got to be able to carry the, the hose, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah, they carry a hose. That's correct. <laughs> that's a very assume. good description
0: of what but, he does. Thank you. Well, uh, listen, I could come teach the baby. I'll be the, the nursery school teacher. Who <laughs>
1: would be firefighter. a first nursery school teacher?
0: <laughs> I would bring right. it. A lot of energy, a right. lot of faces. We are sponsored, people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are incredibly comfortable with zero break-in period thanks to their seamlessly knit-to-shape design. It's no surprise that Rothy's best-selling shoe, the in Black, has over 3,000 near-perfect reviews. The newest Rothy's styles include brand-new bags, masks, and their first adjustable sneaker. The lace-up sneaker is out of this world comfortable, and as with all their shoes, it's knit from thread made from repurposed plastic water bottles. I got to say, I'm looking at the thread-up shoe, uh, the lace-up shoe. It looks great, beautiful, simple. That's kind of what we're all looking for. We're all looking for that shoe that's not a statement but a statement. We want a shoe that someone goes, Oh, I like those. You don't want a shoe that people talk about around behind your back. You want the shoe that people look at you and say, wow, I need that because you look comfortable, you look great, and that's what Rothy's is all about. I got them for my mom. My mom can't stop talking about them. It's all she talks about. I'm like, don't we have other things to talk about? no, no, no. She only wants to talk about Rothy's shoes. She loves them. She loves how comfortable they are. She loves that they don't. They're the in-between shoe. Not going out, not staying in. It gets you places. Utility. Rothy's comes in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. Rothy's are available in a range of styles. Rothy's shoes are seamlessly knit with thread made from plastic water bottles, so they're ultra-comfortable as soon as you slip them on. That's right. Zero break-in, period. Vogue calls Rothy's a personal obsession, and health says they're the most comfortable shoes on Earth. Plus, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns. Rothy's has kept over 50 million single-use plastic water bottles out of landfills and transformed them into their signature thread, which is then knit into beautiful, sustainable products. Another major bonus, Rothy's are fully machine washable. Every time they need a refresh, simply toss them in the washing machine. Wow, that's huge. So check out all the amazing shoes and bags right now at rothys.com slash J-Train. Go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash J-Train. Style and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash J-Train today and slip into something you'll feel good about. So listen, I'm, I'm pumped to have you. I, let's do the emails. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Rachel Feinstein, at Rachel Feinstein underscore. Go, 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 go. Follow hilarious i mean so much so so great to watch on stage everyone go follow let's do the emails Podcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com we're gonna go we're gonna start serious or do you want to start serious or fun i mean that's a uh, tough question let's
1: start, let's start fun i always like the easy okay. part i put it off i'm a procrastinator
0: so let's. okay my boyfriend won't go down on me J Train, hope all is well. I've been a long time listener. Enjoy everything you put out. Here's my issue. I've been with my boyfriend for the last four years and everything is going great. The only issue is that he has only gone down on me twice during the whole relationship. When I bring it up, he says he's, it's just not his thing or he doesn't like doing it, which hurts my feelings when I express that to him. He tells me to find a guy that will do it. It sucks because I enjoy going down on him and he gets uh, he gets it a few times a week and wish he would reciprocate. Why is he so against going down on me? Do some guys just not like doing it? Is there any way I can get him to want to go down on me? For context, I'm 26, he's 31. When we do have sex, it's usually laying on our sides and him hitting it from behind. Well, that's a, quite a visual. He does he does that's not a like. unnecessary detail. <laughs> <intro. laughs> well, she right, I, It kind of works in because she writes he does not like missionary or doing any other position. Sorry if this is long. I took. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you. What do you think?
1: Oh, I see. That's that's almost the more that's almost where the meat of the email is. Uh, that's fascinating. So he only wants to do it on the side. And not even yeah, not mission, no other position. I mean, it seems like he has strange control issues. I would yeah. wonder about certain guys, tell me if I'm wrong, Jared, because you're the one who really gets this relationship stuff. You're the true I, expert.
0: I'm but, no expert, just yeah. a guy with a loud opinion. But but what what do you
1: but uh I mean, I feel like a lot of guys that don't like going down are like, they have other weird like germ control issues a lot of times, like a lot of like hypochondriacs or, so I don't think it's about her, first of all, but that doesn't mean you don't need it and, you know, and it's not okay, but- I mean, I think a lot of times it has to do with some other weird thing like that, like or a larger issue. And I mean, think about that. He'll only do one specific bizarre, like that's. There's a lot of strange control things going on here.
0: Yeah, you know? I'm. I'm with you. That added piece of information. I was with you. Like we like to fuck on our sides, and him hitting it from behind. I was like, wait, do we need that? And then she was like, he does not like missionary or doing any other position. Like, there's two people in the sexual relationship. Like. My question yeah. to you is have you ever been with a guy who wouldn't go down on you? Like was against it? Me. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh it seemed like you were looking off into the sunset for a second. No. Um, I'm like... Yeah, I've been with guys where you can tell that they're not into it or that into it. But usually people become into it. Like maybe they won't in the beginning or something like that. But I mean it's like it's just it's just like self it's just an extension of selfishness. And it's like yeah. And it's also often some other weird control issue. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people that I feel like don't, you know, some people like I love just love going down on guys and that's my thing and whatever. Yeah. But it's like everybody, there's always moments where it's not as satisfying, but you do it because it's like part of the whole thing is making the other person happy, obviously. Well, so, well
0: that's yeah. the thing. That's what's so important about this. It's, it's interesting to me that if this yeah. was about anything else, she would feel more comfortable maybe ending the relationship. You and
1: know, the it, fact that he says, go find somebody else like that, that to me says everything that, yeah, well, that to he's me, it's like, oh, and if you don't like that, you can beat it. I won't change or adjust anything. And we have yeah. to only do sex in this highly specific position.
0: Well, that's that's the thing. If it was any like with sex, people minimize because it is supposed to be like, I guess some people consider it like extracurricular. It's not it's not. But it should be in the wheel of things that you're judging a relationship by. In this situation, if he was like, "I only eat chicken every night of the week," and if you don't like that, go find someone else. We'd be like, "This guy's uh, being a selfish kind of an asshole and has his own issues." Like, I understand she says he doesn't like to do it, which hurts my feelings. I can't tell this emailer how to feel, but I don't. I I, I agree with you. This isn't personal to her. Yeah, it's don't laz- personalize it. Yeah. No, it, it, it's laziness. It's. It's him thinking that he might not be good at it. Like maybe he's had a bad experience in the past, but now four years later, I would think, it, but it also the idea that he won't have sex with you any other way to try and like mix things up, I would have. I would say it's a two-piece process. You say you bring this up. I, I think number one is saying, hey, I want to try other things. I want to try other things sexually. What can work with me here? What can we do? I, I like. Let's not make it about going down on you. Let, and, and listen, I'm in break up with this guy. My my end advice is break up with this guy. Like oh, he yeah. doesn't care. Like like. But if we want to go down, da- it's hard to tell someone to end a four year relationship. So if we want to go down the line of trying to negotiate with him, let's start with, "Hey, I want to like do some do- Let's let's do something fun in the bedroom and start. Let's just stop the sentence there. See what he says back. Maybe he's like, oh, I got some ideas too. Maybe he's working with you. Like maybe that gets him talking about things he won't do, why he won't do it. Like I would want to know why. It can't be that it just doesn't feel good to me because you have to – There's, and, and then my response to that would be, well, what about me? do you care about how I feel? Like I would ask those questions.
1: That would be a good question, but it's, but he'll, he'll probably perceive it as an attack. So first try, I agree. First try to like asking, why don't you want to pleasure me? He'll probably get defensive and, you know, perceive it as he's being attacked. So, I mean, which is why you should break up with him. But, (laughs) um, but yeah, I think you should first, that's a good idea. Just like be like, Oh, let's mix it up. Let's try different stuff. And, uh, and then see if he becomes like less selfish.
0: And yeah. keep it open ended. Like keep it like, hey, what would you like to try? What are you thinking? Like and and if he won't sit with you in that conversation and have a talk, like he's got other things going on wrong. And that doesn't mean just because you've been with someone for four years, doesn't mean you have to stay in that relationship and be like kind at this point, you work for him. You don't work together. You guys are not business partners. You are his employee. You give him blowjobs, you have sex the way he wants to have. At what point is he helping you and and i I don't yeah. see it. so I I think you I, unless he'll have this talk of because my other advice to women like sometimes when someone i I give this advice in the past where it's like wake up the next day and tell him you had this sexy dream about him and and be like, oh my god, you went down on me. It was the best night of my life. like if she like typed out this sex about what he did to her in his dream in her dream, like then he would be like into that maybe but like this guy doesn't seem like he would even play that game. He seems like, like it
1: doesn't arouse him to think about what turns her on. Clearly he can be aroused yeah. without, without her perceiving much pleasure. But it's still I still think you should try that and a few more tactics because on the way to a breakup you have to check a bunch of things too. And if one of them works, great surprise, you're back in. But try that. Yeah. Try the other thing. Just yeah, check a few boxes and then if they're all if he's worthless in each each time, then that's when you leave. I do think it has to do with A lot of guys that like are like that, I feel like it is about like some weird, either it's selfishness or hypochondriacs. Like this was the most annoying thing with me about Corona was like, first of all, I didn't, I've never believed in germs. So it took, I was like, when my friends were complaining about coronavirus, I was like, ah, whatever. Like I'm like the same pack that complained about the swine flu and beat it. I don't want to hear it. I never believed in germs. I was the idiot that I'll drink off anyone's drink. I just assume I'm gross. So I don't. I feel like it's almost cocky to be worried about somebody else's germs. I'm like, no, I'm the slovenly one. You know, (laughs) I don't give a fuck about a germ. I don't even like pandemic films. I'd rather watch true crime than a pandemic movie. You
0: know, I'm closer to your side of the aisle than the other side because I'm definitely not like, oh my god, when when people give out uh, before this all happened, when people give out like the the hand sanitizer, I'd be like, I'm good. Like I wouldn't even like. Yeah, like, but exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Some people don't think I'm like, uh, I don't believe in <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm the same way when people always offer some extra precaution or uh, yeah, no, I'll sip off anyone's drink. I don't I don't give sure. shit. Um but I feel like uh so people that are hypochondriacs just kind of bug me, but I do feel like you can't internalize that um separate from corona, which I do know is real. Uh That could have to do with it as well. He sounds like he has a lot of control issues. Anybody that will only have sex in one position. And what's control about? It's about fear. You control things when you fear them. For example, the other morning, let me make sure my husband's out of the room. Okay, I come in (laughs) and he's like, why, this is how I start my morning. First hour of the day, he's very anal in certain ways. I'll be like, what is this? Why are there three seltzers open? There are three seltzers. I'm like, I can't imagine. Caring about that. Like he was up, <laughs> backed up, fucking tense. Yeah. Case, thinking about the case of three open seltzers.
0: Yeah. We got to get through the lime before we get to the raspberry, before we get to the no flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, get off my dick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but people have different there is it's okay to be one, the slightly more type a in a relationship or the slightly less but i do feel like this kind of stuff could be an extension of somebody that's way too much on that side you know yeah
0: and when you get to the end of it she has to ask herself the question take sex out of it do i want to be with someone who doesn't care about my happiness at all that's all you have to ask yourself because that is what this is about the, do, do i want to be with someone who doesn't care whether I'm happy or not and or doesn't care on working towards making me happy because that's what this is and I know where sex becomes like sex becomes this like mirage where like we're never allowed to like complain about it. you're allowed you're allowed this is a big yeah. thing we are sponsored people the J Train podcast is brought to you by Postmates if you're like me you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch I love food, that's why I love using Postmates. I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, Order takeout from anywhere. Now is a great time to support your favorite local restaurant. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They can do pickup from places like Walgreens and 7-Eleven. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 Wow, that's $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. That's code JTRAIN for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. We are sponsored, people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Noom. Getting in shape isn't just about losing weight. It's about learning healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. Maybe it's getting into your gold genes, having more stamina, and just treating yourself better. What if you could use one app for all that? No more hunting for training apps, workouts or calorie trackers. There is a new app called Noom that will help you develop a healthy lifestyle for years to come. Their whole thing is about learning and not dieting. They want you to build better habits. I'll say this, I'm using Noom, I love Noom, I love tracking my food. It kind of what, what the nice thing about Noom is it gamifies the whole process. You get a little pop-up notification that's like, hey, have you logged your meals today? And it connects to the health app on the iPhone. So your steps go right in there and you log your food. It's all in in one place. And listen, there's something to accountability to something. I'm not saying a person. I'm saying Noom gives you that little ping that says, what'd you do for lunch? What'd you do for dinner? And it makes you more in touch with what you're doing. When you're adding ingredients to things you're cooking, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to put that into the app. It's helped me. I I genuinely love Noom and the app. and, And if anything, if I'm speaking to you, Mr. or Mrs. Listener, download the app. Just have it on your phone for when you're ready. Because you want, when you're trying to get healthy, when you've made that switch, when your mind has clicked into place, You want nothing in your way. You don't even want to wait for the download. Download it now so when you're ready, you get involved. And on the new app, you can get tailored lessons, log the food you eat, and learn a new lifestyle. Noom helps you change your habits and develop a new relationship with food. Noom is based on psychology. The way you think about food is important. Learn through personalized courses, how you can replace your old habits with healthier ones. It's great to even just like read on the train or all your – you know whenever you're looking at apps, I pull up Noom and I just learn something new. No food is good or bad. Noom teaches you moderation. Noom takes a human approach. There's no judgment. It's all about staying mindful and doing what you can every day. At Noom, small steps lead to big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, dot com slash JTrain. Noom.com slash JTrain. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash JTrain to start your trial today. Again, that's Noom.com slash JTrain and start losing weight for good. Podcast at gmail.com Train podcast at gmail.com let's do we're here with Rachel Feinstein at Rachel Feinstein underscore okay he's a little nasty I don't
1: that's know what,
0: right that's right <laughs> dating someone depressed I've been dating this guy when he, he experienced mm-hmm. I was I had been dating this guy when he experienced significant loss in his life. He became very depressed and started ghosting me. We got back together and broke up a few times because he kept pushing me away. I know this is part of depression. He told me he is in love with me and doesn't want to involve me in the mess of his life. He has told me he doesn't want to be a burden on me or disappoint me. I haven't talked to him for a month, but did I do right? Should I let him go? Yes, he is treating me like shit, but also he has gone through real trauma. It's hard to know if I should be there for him and keep reaching out or read the signs he's putting out and protect myself from going through these repeated difficult breakups.
1: Stage. Oh my God. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, you gotta let him go. You've gotta let it yeah. go. You you can't I mean, if somebody says, it doesn't matter what the reason, if somebody's pushing you away, move away. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's the bottom line. Everybody has pain. Everybody has a cocktail of problems. We all come. We, nobody comes from some sort of fresh, sun, sunshine relationship <laughs> room into yours. Yeah. No, it's a shit show, and then you're in another relationship. So, and and people all experience loss. Bottom line is, if he's pushing you away, go away. I yeah. feel like that with everything. Go start somebody. Be with somebody that's available, and also ask yourself why you're chasing somebody that isn't beyond a connection you feel. Because I've done that before where I've like I've just excused all kinds of wild, unacceptable nonsense and then psychoanalyzed the person and been like, no, yeah. he has this. I'll diagnose somebody with no information. I'm like, no, he's a Bordy, but he loves me. <laughs> Bordy's short for borderline. But at the end of the day, if they're not being loving and they're, and they're not interested in seeing you and being with you, um, who gives a fuck what their long emotional story is? And again, that doesn't mean you don't have to have sympathy and care that he's in pain, sure, have that. Be a nice human and move on and let him sort himself out.
0: Yeah, and, and also you, like, the, the there's two things that are hard about this one. It's judging, you know, she's like, he's experienced real trauma. And then what you do with people, like, she's basically saying his trauma is way worse than anything I've experienced. She's like, trauma-comparing. And it's it like you can't trauma compare. You're right. You can't trauma compare. Like they listen uh, again. Ev- everyone goes through their own levels of good and bad in life. If he's saying to you, like this is like my you know Maya Angelou, believe him. You know, let people show you who they are. Believe them. Like, like this guy. Like if he's pushing you away, he there's also an element of like when the trauma came, he pushed you away, and you don't know how much of that was about an excuse to get out of a relationship to like do things on his own. So you have no idea. You have to believe him. You have to go, Hey, and and listen, that doesn't mean your phone turns off. That doesn't mean you like, don't, and I don't know what the thing is. So like, I I'm just going by the email we have, but I, it doesn't mean that you won't receive his, his calls, but like romantically. I I think never, ever wait for anybody
1: and don't call them and keep asking. It's, you can't control somebody else's feelings. And I've done this before, like just in terms of psychoanalyzing somebody if they weren't, even when I've been with somebody, lived with somebody like that, that was always depressed. And I was like, you know, if I did this, I could, or if I could explain this to him. And even, I would even speak a lot in that way where I'd be like, no, he's gone through this trauma. So, but the bottom line is like, you can't, um, it's almost like, you can't control somebody else, what work they choose to do on themselves or not, or how available they are. And, and your insights don't matter at all. All that matters is what somebody else, can, what insights they can have that make themselves like a more available or present partner. And if he's not doing that, there's nothing you could offer him.
0: And and part of her email, she says, I haven't talked to him for a month. Did I do it right? Oh, but yes, did you I, did. But I did yes, do, did. did I do right? That's And I, I can understand that like a lot of this, like what's interesting about the coronavirus has kind of taught me is how... Much we care about social stuff. So like I remember I was going to go down to visit my parents in Florida and my mom was like, don't come. And she was and she told me not to come because she was worried about the pressures of her community in Florida, of her friends being mad at her that someone from New York would come down there. Listen, I understand that. Uh, She wasn't worried about the disease, you know, like she was right. more worried about some Jewish woman going, "Oh, so your son's coming down here," than she was about the disease. Like when I hear, "Like, did I do this right?" It sounds like a someone who's like, "Will I be looked at as an evil person for not digging into someone else's trauma and trying to help them out of it?" And it's like I don't think anyone would hold that responsibility on you. Like yeah. I think you have to say to yourself, "I'm here." i'm here if they need me but i'm gonna move on romantically because there's no relationship that will fix their sadness
1: absolutely yeah and you it, did do the right thing so that i do want to underline that again because she did do the right thing she hasn't contacted him so yeah you, you did it and that's hard because no matter what insights you have if you like somebody you like them if you, i feel like the body has like a memory so if you miss somebody it's like physical so just the fact that it's been a month is huge
0: yeah like your insides
1: go out the door when you miss somebody that's why people put up with insane bullshit they want a goddamn hug i want a hug
0: (laughs) absolutely just for a a hug
1: (laughs) yeah j train podcast a fucking compliment (laughs) yeah so it's all easy but yeah so you've done the hard part so that's huge too you're a month ahead a month is a lot is a lot
0: I'm with you J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com Rachel Feinstein at Rachel Feinstein underscore go follow go 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 now male superior at work called me buddy Papa JT quick one for you my my company merged and now the equivalent of my boss's boss on this other side has had to email with me a bit we've been on the phone too but haven't met he has now twice called me buddy. I am, a, I am female, and I can honestly say no one has ever called me buddy before. We work in finance. I believe he's in his early 40s. I'm 29. The first time I took this as condescending, he seemed annoyed as he was waiting for something from me and said, send it whenever, buddy. But the second time, I was even more confused. Is this just what he calls everyone, or do you also find it odd? Not sure how to handle this. Buddy the finance elf. What do you think about Buddy? Are you ever, you know, as a as a, as a, well, as a mother and as a woman in comedy, do you get, a, like, a, are there terms of endearment that male comics refer to you in a way where you're like, get the fuck away from here that have, like, turned you off?
1: Yeah, I mean, but you know, I think in comedy it's like it's so hard for me to have insight about this one because because what we deal with like it's such a level of disgrace that would like these guys have been fired a million times in any office or professional setting. I mean we, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they'll hurl our, us to any city. I had a guy to pick me up at the airport. They'll send any sex offender to pick us up from the airport. Some guy'll sure take you up and yeah, forget like that's the least of my problem, like a hate well, buddy. I mean, this
0: isn't this isn't just Comics, you're talking about, you're saying like comedy club owners, yeah, I'm club, talking about you know, people those, you, d-
1: yeah, they'll say, I'm talking about like the guy from the the club that picks you up at the airport, like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I mean, not forget just like inappropriateness, there's like active safety issues, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I mean. Yeah, I've hurled myself to cities, getting picked up by God knows who. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, I believe many of them are active sex offenders. Yeah, they they, they always send the grossest person to pick you up, just like in
0: in a car that has like every fast food garbage on the ground of the car. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And again, I'm not a germ person, but they'll be. I do believe there are active viruses. I mean, that's like a level (laughs) of rancidness where you have to wake up and think about it. So I come from an issue. I feel like we both come from an industry where there's so few boundaries to begin with sure. that it's hard for me to um, even advise you because I'm like, oh, that you're not supposed to be called that. Like I wasn't even aware that that was like a term that's you know. But that might be because I'm called so many
0: things. <laughs> well, I, I'm I mean, called like dumb hoe by someone that doesn't even
1: know me before. You know,
0: sure. Someone could stand up in a crowd where you are working and yell the worst thing that you've that this person's ever heard.
1: Yeah. Or like I've been headlining, like I was headlining in Vegas and the guy opening for me, I'll talk about a variety of subjects, right? My, mm-hmm. my family and relationships and, um, as well as sex. Sometimes my bits about sex are about my own discomfort or awkwardness around it. Mm-hmm. And then the guy, the opener will come out and be like, Hey, dirty birdie. Like, you know, like, Oh, you're a dirty one. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you would never say that to like, a tell or boss no. or something like why am i getting scolded like i'm a naughty little birdie <laughs> just because i spoke about a variety of subjects that included sex you're immediately considered like nasty or something so um to bring it back to you and away from my dumb tales um i'm so no i
0: but i think it's I, I sorry to interrupt you i think it is relatable though like it's like what do you let slide what do you make a more serious thing who do you speak to like I I listen I've said this on this podcast like you say uh, I for I can't imagine the female comics and what they have to deal with especially, just let alone you know never mind comics other comics and comedy club people audience that what you're saying is like you say one dirty thing that's what they think the whole act is they think you're talking yeah. just to them I had a guy fart on me because I mentioned farts on stage and he was like oh I thought you thought farts were funny and I was like that's not how this all works at all like I I, I was like you know like
1: did he just back his ass towards you so we like, were
0: taking a picture <laughs> together and I had my arm around each other and he just farted into my thigh and I felt like the reverberations on my thigh, and I was like, "I was like, dude, you just fucking fart on me." He's like, "Dude, yo, you you were talking about farts on stage." I was like, "Okay, so like, I understand. I have a like, I listen. I have my my stories too to tell. Um, but I'm saying, from the female perspective, I think like like the 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 privilege of being a, a man is not having these small things really." I never think of like, oh, buddy, does that mean he thinks he's above me? Does that mean he thinks I'm not good at my job? I can understand where a woman would think into these things. That makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've definitely tried, I've definitely spent a lot of time trying to figure out. You do, as a woman, try to figure out like somebody's intentions or how they perceive you a lot. We have to spend a little more time sometimes doing that because we're made to feel so responsible for any signal we give somebody. So every time I'm open for a guy, you know, like when I used to be when I was first uh, starting stand-up and I would open for Guys in the Road, I would always try to figure out their text messages. Do they really just want me to open for them? Do they respect me as a comic? Are they gonna be like weirdly yeah. really gross and trying to uh, have sex with me all weekend? And if they are flirting, do I ignore that um, and keep continuing, or does that make them think that I think it's okay? Like there's so much you have to think about. It's and all you know, layered. Yeah, it's all layered and you're like, oh, I don't know, should I ignore this, but I don't want them to think that, you know, like, I don't want him to think I'm mad because I still want to do the gig, but I don't know if he's really flirting or if that was just playful. It's so, there's so That's much.
0: difficult. Yeah, so I, I mean. I would
1: say if you feel uncomfortable, the most important thing is how you feel. And if you feel uncomfortable, then then um, you could be like, can you just call me this? I usually tell people things in a very offhanded way so that, so that it doesn't look like I took it seriously. Rather, I don't, it doesn't look like I'm actively angry and then it doesn't, I don't have to anger that person and then just ask for what you want. But if you're really uncomfortable and you don't want to do that yourself, that's another story. You know, you might want to save somebody else. I don't know.
0: Yeah. She says, the, do you also find it odd? I don't find it odd. Um, buddy, bud, uh, kid, like, uh, uh, especially New, <laughs> New England. kid her boss. I might be like,
1: uh, Yeah.
0: Well, I, Again, I would he have never to, worked in office, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I mean, for me, I I just being from New England, everyone in Boston is a big buddy, kid, dude, listen, guy. Like it's always like these things kind of I I've heard before. Like I have a, a, a people from Scranton, Pennsylvania, they're big buddy people. So like I I I think the, the idea – I could understand that the first time she said he was annoyed with her and wrote buddy, that would make – that would be something that would be a tell to me. But then second time, um, she said she was more confused and it wasn't – she doesn't say it was an annoyed time or kind of – I don't know. I, I don't think it's something to – I would maybe check it out with other people in the office and oh, I would yeah, do see it. See how many people he buddies. Good idea. See if you yeah.
1: like, guys see if he buddies the guys and then it's like there's a couple things that could be going on he could be uncomfortable and overcorrecting what he thinks he should be saying um annoying too because you're just like i'm just a person that works for you and like nobody wants to be seen as a giant woman just like i don't want to be seen as a giant J for a jew i don't know why i just used that example (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah so you don't know it could be his own weird thing but that doesn't mean it's okay like but just Doesn't check mean, out how he speaks with other people. That's a good
0: idea. Yeah, I would just go to like another guy and just be like, Hey, is he a buddy guy? Like and don't make it into like yeah. an angry thing. Like, that's a great way to act. Like just like, yo, is is this guy like a buddy dude? Like, just like and, and and just, you know, kind of investigate a little and see. And if it is a reoccurring thing and you do feel it's only to you, now you go to your boss and be like, hey, I'm getting a vibe from, that, from your boss. Am I not doing a good job of them or is, are, they, are these emails matching the tone that you're getting? I'm just making sure. There's ways to soft, you know, soft figure this out without making it your whole life over one word buddy, like, which is not something yeah. I would want to do either.
1: Yeah. I it didn't occur to me that Buddy was problematic, but again, I've never worked in an office and I've nothing to offer the workforce. <laughs> so I would ask I think that's a great suggestion. Yeah, ask ask around and, and then mainly if it makes you a little bit uncomfortable, either ask him to call you something else or, or have somebody else help that happen.
0: J Train podcast at gma.com. J Train podcast at gma.com here with Rachel Feinstein at RachelFeinstein underscore. Let's do another email. This one's fun. Can someone fuck someone that looks like a sibling? Okay. Hi, I've hooked up with a guy a few times. We're in the same larger friend group. We've known each other for six years or so and have talked a lot casually and whatnot. Most of our friendship, he's had a serious girlfriend but would occasionally cheat on her. But now they have broken up. We never hooked up when they were dating. Some of the friend group, including me, are going to his beach house for Labor Day and would probably hook up again. A while ago, five-ish years ago, he told me I kind of look like his sister, and he posted a picture with her, and I can see what he means. Some of our friends that know his sister have said we look similar. I recently told my friends about our conversation from years ago, and they think this is weird. They can't get over it. I get told I look like people look familiar a lot. So I kind of shook it off. What do you think? Is this messed up? Attached are pics of her and me and him. So (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to forward this email to you because I have your email. Is that okay?
1: Yes, please.
0: Right. We have to see if this makes sense. But while I forward this to you, do you think that this is weird or do you have a similar situation? Have you ever heard this before? What do you think?
1: I mean, it would be less weird if, if he didn't say it to her, you know? Like, if they happen to look similar, it'd be, to me, it would be like a non-issue. It's a little bit unsettling that he said it. Although, he did say it a long time ago. If he said it as he was asking you out, that would be more of a problem. <laughs> you look like, like my sister. Do you want to go out on Friday? Like, that's that's a less comfortable...
0: Yeah. <laughs> the timing but, helps him. I, I, I agree. Yeah, it he is... might
1: have forgot that. Also, I don't know if you've ever had this, Jared, but, like, you ever have somebody you've known for a long time and then suddenly find them attractive like I've had people that I'm like I feel like people there's a lot of guys I'm friends with where I feel no vibe whatsoever I feel like their sister that happens a lot with sure. like their Jewish sister and we do the same things together you know we, we fret about the same things when we see each other in a certain familiar way but then you might like you might suddenly see them differently sometimes a drink helps that happen
0: no, that I, I, I'm I with you. That's how, I, the the vibe can change. The yeah. perspective can change. I also, like, you know, the Chris Rock line, you know, which is kind of fits well, in here. You, it's like you
1: give my husband's email. Let me give you mine because I can get on my phone.
0: Oh, okay. okay. I got your email. Oh, you did? Um, hold on. But there's oh, a Chris Rock. I sent it to your husband's email. Okay. Do you have it?
1: Hold on. I'm getting it. Hold on.
0: I there's a Chris Rock line that's like you're only as uh, faithful as your options. I also think that applies to this guy who is you're only as you know like you're only as down to fuck as your options. So like this guy gets out of a relationship. You are someone that is looking to get with him. And he's like, oh, did I say you look like my sister? Nah, I don't mean it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that that, kind of goes out the window when it's like, when you become an option, you know?
1: Yes. That's a good, that's a good insight.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, um, like, because like, hold on, I'm trying to send this to you.
1: Okay. Wait,
0: sorry guys. I got your email. Okay. Because she does, I'm looking at the pictures of her and the sister and they do look a lot alike i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like mince words here i also believe that people are attracted to people that look like them i don't think that that's a crazy thing like my parents look like brother and sister a lot like to to me but that's just me like i i just forwarded you the email do you think that they look enough alike like i don't think i think you're different looking enough to not be a sister but also you're someone who will fuck him. So he's kind of overlooking that because he's like that to me in the totem pole of will I fuck will they fuck me is way higher on the list than women want to believe is my point.
1: Okay. Yes, I agree with that. Wait, shit. Okay, sorry. I'm having a little computer issue
0: here. Am I okay? I forwarded- can you, can you okay, you're perfect. I, I, I'm, I, I see you, but I'm looking at I forwarded it to both emails.
1: Okay. All right. Um, so, yes, they do look similar. It's a little uncanny, but I was distracted by the fun-loving Christmas time you guys are having.
0: Sure, it's well—that's the family at Christmas. The family and at Christmas, that, said it yeah. was,
1: and I got—I got a little derailed by that because you know I get jealous of Christmas. Um, but uh, yeah, what a time! First of all, what a time <laughs> you guys were having.
0: I think they uh, well—they are similar
1: looking, but it's not like. Yeah. It's not that bad, right? I mean there' a lot of people no. are similar looking you know like that, it's. I, I wasn't like I wasn't taken aback by
0: it, no, this isn't um Patty Duke or the you know identical cousins in every way i i the this is also here's the other thing. the sisters dress very conservatively. you are dressed like when you keep going down and see her. She's dressed in a way, you know. She's fun. She's out in at golf courses. She's at, you know, she's wearing white tanks. Like this is, uh, you know, I, I think it's different enough. I understand why it's weird. I think the friends getting involved to be like, this is crazy. It's not that crazy. Like it's not like you look exactly like like the mom looks different enough. It's not like they all look alike.
1: Yeah. Now the friends are. I mean, it's a it's it's fun because it's funny, but. You know, it's a yeah. funny thing to talk shit about, but, the, but no, there's nothing, it, 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 there's no intervention. It needs to happen. <laughs> no, no
0: um,
1: I, yeah. And in terms of him, like cheating on the last person, I mean, I don't know, like I have known people that cheat and then they meet the right person and they don't do that anymore because they grow or whatever grow out of it. But you might want to flag that a little bit, you know?
0: Sure. I mean, well, I would say that this Labor Day hookup that's going to happen, like, Let's not count on this to be the one. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, know
1: they hook up with your brother. What's the big deal, huh?
0: <laughs> The J Train podcast is brought to you by Me Undies. I saw a leaf on the ground the other day, and that only means one thing. Fall is here. The best way to celebrate is with a party in your pants. Me Undies, they're soft, fun underpants that will put a smile on your face. Spice up your Zoom call knowing you're rocking fun prints like unicorns, dinosaurs, or surfboards. I love me undies. I love what they're doing. It there is no easier way to feel good about yourself than changing up those essentials like underwear. Change it. Right now, if there's holes in your underwear, if they're old, if there's that one pair that you avoid because you only put it on during mach- you know, washing machine days, no, 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 no. Get rid of it. Bring in a new pair of the good stuff, MeUndies, because I have all my underwear me MeUndies. I love it. I love that it's a little personality in your pants. I love that they're comfortable. It doesn't, you know, the waistband doesn't hug you, doesn't like feel like it's pinching you sometimes that's the case no 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 this is comfort and it's amazing and it makes you feel better in your mind i feel better like i'm happier while wearing these did you know that meandis grow on trees no seriously they're made from a super soft fabric that's sustainable sustainably sourced from beechwood trees never run out of clean pairs with a meandis membership i love the membership because you can take old ones and throw them away and then you got the new ones coming in it's like a underwear conveyor belt MeUndies membership is a monthly subscription that sends freshies right to your door so you can keep your undies drawer stocked fresh and fun plus with member access to site wide savings and exclusive sales you can easily and affordably build a quality collection of super soft undies over time and that's one heck of an undies upgrade if you ask me MeUndies come in fun matching patterns and come in all shapes and sizes from extra small to 4XL all bodies are welcome strap in Halloween is right around the corner Oh my God, Halloween, this is when you do it. MeUndies is going to be right there with you. Check the website for Halloween prints. MeUndies is the only underwear for me. Try it yourself. They have 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get your 15 1-5, 15% off your first pair, free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain. That's MeUndies.com slash JTrain, Meandies.com slash JTrain. No brainer. Get your 15% off free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. com slash JTrain. J train podcast at Juba.com J train podcast at Juba.com here with Rachel Feinstein. Go follow at Rachel Feinstein underscore go, go, go. What does stay in touch mean? Okay. Jared, if during a snap convo, he says we should go out again soon. I say we should. And he says, great. Let's stay in touch. How would you take that? Rachel, how would you take let's stay in touch? Oh oof. Brutal. That's
1: tough. That's dense. Yeah. That's tough to yeah. write there. Yeah. Uh, let's stay in touch means let's not stay in touch. That's yeah. how I would take that. I mean, yeah, no, that's not it always becomes really because I've I've never actually written that, but that's just a that's such a vague thing that you write when you have no intention of following up. I do feel that, you know. And I've been on that side of it, but also I'll say this speaking of not taking something personally, I went on like a, I've gone on a long time ago on a Bumble date and the guy wrote something like that. It was just like very vague. It was like my team will circle back
0: uh, <laughs> in the new year.
1: And, yeah. and I was like so hurt because I thought we had this amazing date. And I really liked the guy, but I, I didn't write him or anything like that. And then I recently like heard from him and I was like, I'm married like a kid. But um, so sometimes- you,
0: you did hear from him.
1: Yeah, like years later, but
0: it's way well, too late. It, well, well, well yeah, Peter, I, I got a I kid, mean, I got a adult, family. It
1: doesn't mean that he wasn't attracted to you or don't take it there, but whatever it is, it, it's not happening. Not now. So, I, so would let I, it
0: go. I, I think your story is so important to the advice that I'm, or to the perspective I'm about to give. And it's, I was about to say this and then you tell your story and it only makes me more sure of what I'm about to say. Guys love collecting options. For yes. their convenience, so yes. they the minute they go to email speak like you said like uh we'll we'll you know we'll, we'll circle <laughs> back to this uh next quarter, you know like and it's like for him let's stay in touch all as well, you know, best regards, you know like that is just him buying time, he wants to keep you in he wants to keep himself in the room of nice of your brain, the room of good, the room of good date, the room of the room of, I would fuck or I would fuck maybe. And the way he does that is to say, I, to stay positive, stay vague. I would love to go out again. She says, we should go out again soon. She says, I, we should. He says, great, let's stay in touch. And now she's like, what the fuck? What happened? And then, She's gonna move on, she's gonna have a kid, she's gonna, you know, be you know, living with her firefighter husband, and he's gonna be like, hey, uh, so I said I would stay in touch. <laughs> I'm like, beat it, are you kidding? Yeah, but the, the this, men is, what I this really is what happened.
1: The thing I really respected in terms of this guy's specific worthlessness is they acted like we were we just wanted the date yesterday. It's like this Friday, huh? Like it just
0: in any way addressed. And I'm like, it was but two years, you worthless moron. <laughs> It's the um, most male thing in the I know, world.
1: I you and I, huh? I'm going <laughs> to throw myself inside you tonight. I'm like, how
0: about beat it? Please, now, if I could. Yeah. It, it, but it is so important because this guy is just like, st- he's positive, Peter. He's, ah, hey, <laughs> yeah. Send me, would love to sometimes. And it's like, this is the thing. Like, these guys, they're all about not disappointing you so that you will maybe fuck them in the future. And it's like, oh, yeah. th- it's just, let's stay in touch. He's basically saying, I would, I would love to fuck you, but I don't care about losing you.
1: Oh yeah, because- it's, a, it's a down puss payment. It's like, yeah, I might lose my deposit, but what the hell? <laughs>
0: down post payment is the best that is that might be the name of today's episode that is so fantastic let's do one more email uh this one is titled please for the love of god help me so we should help this person oh my dear oh my dear
1: yes let's get
0: to this here with rachel feinstein at rachel feinstein underscore go follow go follow jared my coworker and i have been seeing each other for a couple months now and we have an amazing connection but he lives in another town and works here for one week and then he goes home for a week. On the weeks that he's here, he's taking me out on dates, texting me constantly, and feels like we're dating and couldn't be happier. But on the weeks that he's home, he doesn't communicate with me over text at all. The only time I'll hear from him is when he sends me a daily Snapchat that looks like one of those things you would send to a bunch of people. Why does he seem uninterested when he's not in my town? I don't know how to bring this up to him without sounding needy since we've only been seeing each other for a few months. Is he just lonely when he's here? And that's why he gives me so much attention. Help. I have no idea what to do or if I should just cut my losses and move on because it makes me feel like he doesn't value me when he when he does this. Does Rachel, he, does, what do you think?
1: Okay, well, um, just did, did she say they're exclusive? I didn't see that. They're
0: not exclusive. They've been. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, definitely. Seeing each other, seeing, seeing each other a couple months now and he, they work together, but he's one week in her city, one week in another city.
1: Oh, okay. But they're not like in an exclusive thing. I mean, no. Okay. I mean, if you're not an exclusive thing, I mean, you could, you could contact him more, be like, it would be nice to talk more, whatever, but I, you can't expect anything, I think. But I will add this, like in terms of that, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't read into it um at all though, that he's not hanging out. Look, whether he's seeing somebody else when he's not there, it doesn't matter because you guys don't have a thing or but even that I wouldn't read into it that he definitely is because I'm married to somebody like this. So like when we before we uh lived together, I was like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't text. Like he's worth like it's all blue. I mean, you would think I'm I was obsessed, like stalking this guy that wanted nothing to do with me, right? But he just kept advancing the term the stages of the relationship. Like he was the one who asked if we were, you know, exclusive. He was the one who first brought up me moving in, you know, but like but at the same time like worthless on tech. If you were to read our text you'd be like, you know, yeah, this guy wants nothing
0: to do with you. It's getting It looks like you're looks like you're swimming in the Atlantic. Yeah. And it's
1: still like that though. We have a kid, he's, he's worthless with that stuff, you know? And I, so, but I was completely like, all right, that's enough. You know, like, I remember this one night he tried it. One of the first dates we, we went on, um, he was trying to get me, it was like, we've been on like three dates, and he was trying to, he asked me if I would come meet him and some of his college buddies at this bar. And I was at the comedy cellar and I was like, Oh, I can't now or whatever. And then later that night I sent like a selfie, you know, like not asked for it. I went rogue and it wasn't dirty, but it was just like, you know, what I thought was like a cute selfie radio silence from his camp, you know? Yeah. I'm like, who does it write back to that? You know, it was like vaguely <laughs> sexy without being dirty. I'm like, fuck you. Sure. You know, don't care. So and and it's I, late I, at night
0: you're like, what, you know, you're yeah. out. What's going on? Yeah. I took
1: a risk. I was like, oh, he wanted me to come out and I didn't. So, um, and any girl that's done that, like, and then, you know, I would, I asked my girlfriends and we have like, you know, I focus grouped it with everyone. They had him mm. out the door. They're like, fuck this guy. He doesn't give a <laughs> shit. You know, who doesn't answer to that picture? Yeah. So you can't really judge those kinds of things, especially, and I don't know about well, you, Derek, but like, what do you think? But he's like that. And then, but then he would be like, this Friday, do you want to hang out? And I'm, I'm looking at the text and overthinking the text. Like, sure the progression is happening. So, I don't
0: know. What do but, but what you said is very important. The progression was happening. Even when even right. while being a bad texter, you were still seeing him for date 2 and date 3 and right, let's I guess you're right. let's yeah. get together. The, the difference to me with this is that they work together and when he's in town and he's let's say 2 weeks a month he's in the same town as her two weeks a month. He's not in the same town with her. Oh, I forgot now, they
1: work together. So this is very convenient for
0: him. Yeah. And very convenient. Also, when he's out of town, he only does Snapchat. So like, I would mm-hmm. assume to me, she's painted the picture of a guy who has another family in his other town. Like that. Right, and I don't right. mean to, like, I don't mean to jump to that, but like if I, the reason she's uh, writing into right. Yeah. yeah, the the reason she's writing into this podcast is, it, it, to me, is like she's like, wait a minute, is something weird here? And I would say, yeah, like it's not that he doesn't text; it's that he's switched the whole mode of how he messages her based on where he is in the country. Like, oh listen, yeah, I, I didn't even, I, didn't, I missed half of this. Oh yeah, he's, <laughs> he's cheating on his wife and children, and he should. Yeah, not there's. The, that's the thing there's a child at home there's something going on because oh, and yeah. i think and, and she says is he just lonely when he's here and that's why he gives me so much attention yeah that's part of it and, and then she says I and horny and he's got no and from what it sounds like he has nobody hovering over his shoulder going who are you texting the the i if i were this woman i would have and she says i don't want to be needy i don't think it's needy to say hey um, I'm noticing things that are different than people I've dated in the past. One, yeah. I only hear from you when you're in in town. Two, we go to Snapchat when you're out of town. And three, you know, and three, this all makes me feel like I'm dating someone who has two lives. And and I'm, and it's like at a certain point, it says they've yeah, been doing this. I wonder if she's for- friends
1: with them on any like media or anything. I mean, she must not be because. Yeah, I mean that's, it's all weird the more I think about yeah, it. Yeah, and and, and, and
0: she, no good. No, and she's been doing it a couple months. When it's been a couple months, it's okay to ask for more and and admit to wanting more. Like like she a couple months in with a guy that like one every other week you guys date and like feel very serious. I would say to him, okay. Hey, maybe one of these weekends I come to your other town and we do a weekend in your town, and and he probably is going to go. Um, fuck no, because he's going to be like, that's where my wife and kids are. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I I think she needs to be okay. with himself w- out the window.
1: What's the character? Is it who in Simpsons throws himself out the window when there's a sticky situation?
0: makes <laughs> like, like make leave. You
1: laugh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who it is, but it, it is that situation where they're like, ta ta, gotta go. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think she's afraid of saying it's it's not needy to call out weird. Yeah. He is not acting the same. You know, to say like oh like he for him to look at her and go what just because I I disappear every other week to a different town and I message <laughs> you over a different platform you think that's weird? Yes, we all think that's weird. It, it is one of yeah. those things, and, and it happens a lot right now where. People challenge reality, and it happens on the internet because no oh, yeah. one ever calls them out. So if you say, hey, I don't think you're right there, they go, oh, 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 I guess you think I'm wrong. And it's like, no, 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 you're factually wrong. Well, I guess that's just your opinion. No, 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 that's the facts. <laughs> like, so like, the facts are the way you guys are interacting the first two weeks makes total sense. The su- The second month, it doesn't make sense to me. Rachel, I don't think it makes sense from what you're saying, like the idea that he's switching no, I'm, platforms
1: I'm teaming with ADD and I missed that entire part. That's where, that's a, there's a lot of red flags there. There's a bushel of red flags
0: bushel. So I think she has to have an honest conversation. Hey, I feel weird when you go to a different platform. I feel weird that we kind of have like two different relationships going on. Do you know what I'm talking about? And if he says no, then he's just lying to your face.
1: Yeah, and if you he say hey, anything he tries to do, he tries to gaslight you or I'd be like, You're
0: crazy or something.
1: Because yeah, yeah. any horse shit like that, beat it, delete. And the, and the hard thing is gonna be to really stick to it because you work with him and if you feel some big, you know, loneliness at a certain hour, you know, you're and and that pesky need to hook up with him, just uh, try to remember Patty and the kids at home because <laughs> they miss him.
0: And that's uh, right. he's a whore. J-train podcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Rachel Feinstein, thank you so much for coming on. This is fantastic.
1: Thank you. This was so
0: fun. So much fun. Everyone go follow Rachel at rachelfeinstein underscore. It's on, on Instagram. I'm going to put it on all my social media. I'm Jared Fried. We're here Mondays and Thursdays. I'm also on Patreon. Three extra podcasts a week. Patreon.com slash Jared Fried. We'll be back That's next right. episode. puss payment on that. Puss payment.